I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello there and welcome to another episode of Four Times in a Podcast. This week it's slightly different. It's myself, Darren, here. And what we've got for you this week is a couple of recordings that we've brought over from our YouTube channel. The first one of those is myself and Tony discussing the entire Celtic squad. Uh, We decide for each player whether we would keep them at the club, sell them or look to loan them out. Uh, That was a fun episode that me and Tony done the other night. Uh, Obviously through full squad, uh, debated there was quite a few differences in opinion we had. And we'd like to know what you thought as well. Uh, we done it live on YouTube, so it was great. We had some viewers uh, getting in touch, letting us know what they thought about each player as well. So uh, that was the first episode. And then the second episode was one that we went live for as we reacted to the breaking news that Kyogo had signed a four-year deal. It was myself, Tony and Andy uh, that were on that one. So... Uh, aye, there's plenty covered in the two episodes. We obviously speak about Jaw moving on and uh, Aaron Moy retiring as well, as well as looking at the new signings of Home and Tilio and sort of discussing where we think uh, Rogers might go next in the transfer market as he looks to bolster the squad as we get ever closer to the 23 24 season kicking off once again. Uh, so we hope you enjoy these two episodes. It's just a wee bit of a flavour of what's going to be coming from the YouTube channel. As you know, we've been trying to improve that over the last year. And this year we're going to really look to ramp that up. And uh, the four years will definitely be on it a lot more. And as I say, the video content just sort of allows us to go live when we want. And it's a lot more interactive, which is what we like. Because uh, we get to hear what you think there and then. And we can... It's just good to have a chat. We get fed up talking to uh, the other three. So it's always good to get some fresh opinions in there. Uh, but I just go to youtube.com forward slash podtims and you'll find that there if you make sure you're subscribed and I think you can turn notifications on as well so that you don't miss anything. Uh, as ever, you can follow us on our social media platforms. Uh, so it's just podtims on Twitter and Four Times in a Podcast on Facebook and Instagram just to make sure you don't miss out on any of the new content that we'll be bringing to you as the season gets ever closer. 
Uh, but I'll just go ahead and uh, start the first episode and we hope you enjoy. Let us know what you think here. Cheers. <laughs> Evening all, thanks for joining us over on the Pod Times YouTube channel. It's myself, Darren, and I'm with Tony tonight. And the night we're just going to discuss the Celtic squad at present and decide whether we would keep the player, maybe move them on. It's maybe best for the player, best for the club for that player to get moved on. So we'd uh, recommend selling them or we'll look at perhaps maybe some of the younger players in the squad and look at whether they would potentially benefit from a loan somewhere. Uh, maybe even give a wee suggestion of where we think that they would go uh, to gain some first-team experience. Uh, so, Tony, how are you doing? It's been uh, back to business for Celtic. I see Brendan was back at Lennox Town this morning. He was greeted by Patsy. It's, it's been a, <laughs> one of his so-called lies has already been debunked, is the truth. Aye, <laughs> uh, it was heart, heartwarming for me to wake up this morning to see <clears throat> Patsy had put out the button. She had pictures of her and Brendan and Aye, I think he got a lot of stick for that story, but it turns out it's obviously true. He does have a, a super fan, so uh, God bless her. And that's, I'm sure that's um, he gives his ego a wee boost if somebody's standing out there at five or six in the morning waiting for him to go into training. So uh, strangely, no pictures are training today, I don't think. But I've seen, I seen a few things in some of the Celtic Facebook groups. People getting pictures with the players. Scott Bain was there, Forrest. I've seen Cameron Carter-Vickers, which is obviously... Obviously, great to see he's heading back to to Lennoxtown after his surgery. But um, oh, it's been a crazy month. I was obviously on the Boise bus last night discussing it. Really, a month ago, I think we just won the treble, and Ange was the manager, and everything's changed. I know it's quite been quite a few three, four or five weeks now. Obviously, Ange is away. It looks like Jot is going to join him, and uh, Aaron Moy retired the other day as well. It's been quite a whirlwind, and. Uh, just if anybody wants to get involved, just leave a wee comment. Uh, we want to know what you think about what players should be kept in or moved on. Uh, I see Gary Gow in the comments. He's uh, just says evening, Tim's uh, hoping that Tony's still part of the show. I think that maybe people thought you'd made a full time switch to the boys of us, Tony, but no, just a couple of appearances. No, unless Russell starts offering me the Saudi type money, then, I, that, then I'll definitely go. But at the minute, I'm still on buttons at four times so i'm staying here for now and uh, you'll, you'll be surprised how long i'm here <laughs> famous last words uh, right so con straight in the comments as well he's saying that he's here to spread his joe hart slander says that we need a new goalie as soon as possible to compete in europe uh, well whatever way we do it from first number he is on number one and we would have probably started with the keepers as well so I'll start with you Tony what, what do you think about Joe Hart he's a figure that's sort of divided the uh, support I know he, funny enough on four times in a podcast he got our player of the year last season uh, but he does seem to consistently divide the support I think a lot of people think we need to do a bit better but he's been pretty consistent and a big player since he has joined over these last two seasons I like Joe Hart a lot. I really like him as a shot stopper. I've liked uh, he's obviously had a really positive effect as a person in the club. So for me, big fan. But uh, I agree. I think we need a, a better standard of keeper in Europe. Um, 
And I think that all reverts back to the kind of aggressiveness that Ange Postacoglu spoke about in terms of being aggressive in the transfer windows, always looking to upgrade. So um, he's not somebody I would just want to kind of boot out the door. He's somebody I would love to keep at the club. But I think you, you would need to look to upgrade if you can keep him as a number two or even look at keeping him in a kind of coaching capacity. I'd 100% be up for that. But I feel he probably thinks he's still got... Um, another year or two at a high level so you might see him depart or you might see Brendan giving him a, sh- a shot um, because we've already got Seagrass and we've got Scott Bain as well so if you're bringing in another keeper you don't really need four goalkeepers I don't think No I think you're right I think that the problem that I've got is I think Toha's been a very important player since he's been here and even if we would do what I do better I think it might be more to do with what's behind him and sort of the pecking order in terms of like who would replace him. I think it's all right going out and uh, bring the new keeper in. We obviously seen what we've done. We spent a few million on Barkas. That's no up to it. He's been released. And I'd, my worry would be if you move Joe Hart on the new, but would you trust Benjamin Seagrest or Scott Bain? Like, I know that Hibs game just before the end of the season, Bain uh, didn't cover himself in glory. So I think it would, I'd probably keep Joe Hart on the new as well. I've I seen there was some talk. Uh, when Twitter was done at the weekend, everybody seemed to be on Kerrydale Street and there was some, as I seen, is it SD23 or 32 or something that supposedly got some good contacts and I think there was talk in his message that Joe Hart's maybe gone to the MLS after this season, so I think one more season for Hart would probably just be about right if we, I, I do think we need to prioritise a keeper. Uh, as Contact says, like, especially for Europe, I remember in the Leipzig away game, Hart had a bit of a nightmare. I think it might have been disallowed, but it was doing his sort of, or it was after the one that got disallowed, it was his sort of sloppy uh, putting out from the back, like that sort of cost us a goal that night. So I, I think I'd, I'd, I'd agree. I think Hart stays for now, but I do think you need to really be working on replacing them and whether that be bringing somebody in who just sort of establishes himself. It might even be a chance for like Benjamin Segrist. Like he, he's obviously not got much of a chance last season. I know he had a few injuries as well, but it'll be interesting to see how uh, he copes under Rodgers as well. But uh, we'll just, I'm, I'm on the Wikipedia page, so we'll just go in number order. I think the next one's going to be pretty straightforward. Celtic's number two, Alistair Johnston. A must-keep for me, Tony, what you saying? Oh, absolutely. Massive part of the squad. Been excellent since we signed him. We had big uh, boots to replace with Juranovic, and they've done so excellently. A uh, huge yeah. fan of Alistair Johnston. Uh, for me, definitely. Yep, definitely. I think especially... Coming straight from the World Cup, like he just slotted into the team like a glove and didn't look out of place. Like made us uh, no really miss when Josip Juranovic left halfway through the season. Like I think Johnston's vital for next season. I think whatever where we keep playing inverted fullbacks or no, I think he'll uh, be a player that Rogers loves, and I think he'll be far and away our established uh, first choice right back. So definitely. Uh, I keep for me. Uh, next one, number three, Celtics Greg Taylor. Uh, it's one there's been some talk. I know myself and Danny from four times have uh, been massive fans for a long time of Taylor, but have you got any worries about Taylor going forward, Tony? Because I know it's, it's yet to be seen where uh, Rogers reverts to sort of his fullbacks that bomb up and down the wing. Before Ange came, a lot of fans sort of had a go because Taylor wasn't 
pro prolific at that. And I don't know if it was just comparing them to Cairn Tierney, but uh, there was a lot of fans that didn't rate Taylor until Anne sort of came in and he rediscovered a new uh, left back. It obviously thrived in that sort of inverted role. Uh, I don't know. It's dependent on how Brendan wants to be played. I don't know if he will be inverted anymore. I just see quite a few comments saying that Seagrass says he wants to play in Australia. Um, I don't really know why. Um, His girlfriend stays in Australia. Uh, so he's been, if you've got him on Instagram, he's been posting for weeks all these cute selfies with her. So I don't know if that's it, but uh, I have noticed that on Instagram lately. You know, I think uh, I think the either the podcast or one of the other accounts I've got follows him. So I have seen some of his holiday pictures. So I guess that makes sense. Uh, I'm just reading some of the chat. Somebody wants us to punt O'Reilly. Somebody compared me to Seb Rosenthal. I'm assuming that's some cunt with long hair. It always is. I've been compared to so many different stupid-looking people. Um, and there's a few comments about CCB. But I think I think we'll keep Greg Taylor. It'll be interesting to see what Rogers does with him. If he, if he does continue the inverted style of play. I don't think he will. I think he'll ask him to kind of bomb forward. Kieran Tierney was, was so good in that role. If you remember the Man City game where he scored, well, he, he basically scored the second goal. I think it was a reflection. It was all for just powering up the wing as quick as possible. I think Alistair Johnson could adapt to that role. I think he would be he would be excellent in that role. I think he's that good. He could he could adopt quickly whether to, uh, Greg Taylor can or not. We'll, uh, we'll soon see. No, definitely. I think that Taylor, he's probably a lot more confident in the Celtic shirt now. Like obviously, he, he's been, what, last season, I think the first half of last season, he was one of the leading contenders for player of the year. And uh, I think wherever uh, Rogers wants to play him, Rogers will get the best out of him. And I think, uh, again, it's a, just a, a another one that you'd expect to stay and really push on. And I know there's obviously I've been a few links with Kieran Tierney recently, but... Uh, Taylor, that I know he doesn't get much game time for Scotland, but he still gets in every Scotland squad, and he's probably only no playing because of guys like Tierney and Robertson. So I, I wouldn't worry too much about uh, him in, coming in, but I don't know. I've seen there was also talk he's possibly bringing a new left back in, so who, who knows what the uh, future holds for that left back position. Uh, next is number four, Carol Starfelt. Now, even before Ange left, I think it was your man Fabrizio who had. Uh, possibly linked Starfield with a couple of Premier League teams sniffing about him and uh, the rumours didn't sort of die down I think uh, over the last 24 hours when his girlfriend Jacinta uh, announced that she was leaving the women's team have you got any sort of worry that that what's been so important for the last two years that partnership of Carter Vickers and Starfield is going to be broke up by Carol Starfield moving on? I think if he does move on, it surely can't be because his girlfriend's left the women's team. I think, I think that would be a pretty poor reason to leave the club. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if he's good enough for the Premier League. I think he's a great defender. I really do, but I think at times he looks so awkward, and I think the fans feel that right away, and it makes the fans a bit panicky. I think that's why he gets a bit. Uh, a bad rep as a bomb scare because at times he, he does look like one but there's other times like the League Cup final he was absolutely colossus he was excellent as somebody saying 
CCB plays two roles, his own, then covering for Starfelt, who's right gone. So that's what I mean. There seems to be a kind of divide on Starfelt. Some people say, oh, he's the best ever, he's excellent, carry slagger, but other people think he's shy. I think he's probably somewhere in the middle where sometimes he's excellent, sometimes he can be a bit of a bomb scare. I, I would like to keep him. I think him and Cameron Carter Vickers have a good partnership. So for me, it's a keep if possible, but if a big bid comes in and Rogers has identified another target, then um, yeah, you've definitely looked to to replace him. Yep, definitely. Uh, I think he gets a lot of stick as well. I think the first six months when he uh, first signed, it was the media seemed to have it in from guys like Keevans and Michael Stewart and that. They seemed to just have it right in from him and every time he'd put a foot wrong. Well, I'm not saying it was perfect when he first came in, but I think he's went on to be a a massively important player and I'd, I'd be quite disappointed if he went because I think eh, there's no very much sort of in back of him like in terms of who would partner Carter Vickers I know we've had a few different ones earlier like towards the end of the season with guys like Wata, Kobayashi eh, I know Welsh didn't play much towards the end of the season but just none of them fill me with confidence and I think Starfield's just if we can keep him I'd, I'd love to but uh, he's one that before Ange left, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if he went. It's it's going to be important to keep a hold of most of the uh, better players, especially uh, we're already losing guys like Moy and potentially Jota could be away by the end of his live stream, we never know, but it looks like he'll be away as well. So can I, I'd like to think we won't disrupt the squad too much. Uh, number five, I just forgot this guy was number five, it is the Irish international Liam Scales. Uh, Obviously spent a lone season at Aberdeen last year and I think most Celtic fans were uh, happy with that, not in terms of it getting them game experience, but he scored a, a goal from miles out against Alan McGregor to uh, give Aberdeen a victory. What, what do you think the future holds for Liam Scales, Tony? Uh, a flute cross against them as they got to convince me that we need to sign him or make him part of the team. I don't know where Liam Scales is. Um, Maybe look at another loan back to Aberdeen. I thought Rogers the first time was quite good at putting players on loan. Twenty-four. He'll be twenty-five in August. Oh well, punt. <laughs> I thought he was a bit younger than that. Um, Michael the boy, he says keep scales and sell wells. I'd, I'd probably punt the, the both of them. Would be totally honest. I I I just don't think he's good enough. I know. Uh, Tanner Dice scored up it and, and he made a few appearances but I just I don't know it was a weird one so I think he came from Shamrock and just, it seemed like Dermot Desmond signing and uh, unfortunately I don't think he's good enough and I think Rogers will be looking to move him on well that's a loan or a permanent move it probably depends on the length of his contracts or their season money at Celtic that he won't get elsewhere unfortunately but uh, I think if he, if he can get him out then probably would but I can't see him being a part of the first team eh, next season under Rodgers. Number eight, Celtic's Japanese superstar Kyogo. And depending what newspaper you read, his, his comments have been quite interesting. Eh, you've got some saying they focus on the bit where he says the, the fu- he doesn't know what the future holds, but then if you need the full interview, eh, Kyogo speaks about eh, players that are at Celtic want to be there for as long as possible and he cl- includes himself in that. Uh, there's been no only way reuniting with Ange. There's been a lot of rumours regarding Kyogo. I think Burnley's the uh, most uh, like sort of 
rumour that comes about the most right now. Uh, do you think we'll keep a hold of Kyogo in the summer? I think he'll be at the halfway point of his contract, so I'd imagine if Celtic were going to sell, it would be at this point, possibly. I would like to keep Kyogo. Um, I think Jota, I would like to think he's the only big star we lose. And we, um, <laughs> somebody's just sent me a message there uh, from the other side saying he's got a comment on my live stream. Hopefully it's not abusive, but it is. Keep it right on you. Um, so I'd like to keep Kyogo. Great player, excellent goal scorer. Uh, it would be hard to lose him and Jota. I'd, irrespective of how much money it would probably bring in, they are kind of really big figures. Uh, <laughs> I just seen a comment there, Rangers easy, okay. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, Lee. Um, no, Kyogo needs to stay, definitely need to keep him. I see Michael's commented saying Kyogo will get a new deal soon. That would be some boost, I think, if you could get uh, a guy like Kyogo to come out. I know he's sort of late fairy, so his next deal is probably going to be the one that makes him the most money in his career so it'd be, it'd be a real statement of intent for Celtic as well if we were able to keep him it's, it's been sort of like he's been superstar since he got here and last season was no different I think it was 34 goals and 50 appearances it'd be massively difficult to replace that in a short space of time and I know we've got other strikers at the club but it would be as, as I say I think he'd be very hard to replace, so I hope we do keep Kyogo and even better if we, if we could get him to sign a contract extension as well, that would be fantastic. Uh, number nine for Celtic is Sead Haksibanovic, a player who I think had a very injury disrupted season. Uh, but does he just take a new lease of life under Rodgers? Do you think that uh, with guys like Jota potentially moving out, that he could be more of a like, mainstay in the first team next season, or would you could you see him moving on? I'm a big fan of Haksabarovic. Um, I think starting games, he's been quite poor. But I think off the bench at times, he's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, he just needs to be more consistent. And if he has starting games, he needs to make sure he's making an impact. Um, for me, it's a, a definite keep. Uh, Brendan's got a great track record of improving players that are already at clubs. I'd like to see if he can work with him and, and bring him on a bit. I know he's not blessed with electric pace, but some of his footwork and his long-distance shooting is really good. Um, so for me, I'd, I'd definitely keep him a fan of Haksabanovic. I think he kind of splits opinion a bit, but definitely keep. Aye, I'm the same as you. I think I'm a big fan of Haksabanovic. I think he's going to be pivotal next season. I think that a, a guy like Jota leaving the team, I think Haksabanovic, like, I think he's a superstar. I think that he could really step up and if he stays injury free I don't see why he couldn't uh, make himself a first team regular uh, I agree with you I think a lot of his better performances did come off the bench which uh, didn't help him but when he, when he did do it I remember like, games before the World Cup against Ross County he sort of took that with a scruff in the neck and uh, won it for us and I think he's just a really talented player that unfortunately had a lot a, a real lot of injuries unfortunately but he's here on a five year deal so hopefully uh, he can kick on I think I'd be, I'd be surprised if he did go, I think he, every time you see him talk he's another one that speaks very well in interviews when he's not uh, at Celtic and he'll talk about how much he's loving it so I'd be very surprised if he moved on uh, number 11 no sorry number 10, I almost forgot the forgotten man, Albion Ayeti what, what does the future hold for Albion Ayeti Tony? Jesus, that's a throwback to a terrible time in our lives. Uh, <laughs> get him to fuck. 
That's PTSD. Speaking of Albert Ayeti. Mind you, if we were doing these lives when Albert Ayeti was starting up front, there'd probably be, there'd be more people with usernames like Rangers Easy OK listening in, I can assure you that. There'd be a lot more viewers. Uh, no, absolutely punt. I can't believe we still got him. Uh, no, I, I, I told waste of money during that um, terrible period for Celtic. Aye, he's, he's, I don't know, maybe Rogers will give him a, a run, but I think if, like, he didn't do too much when he was here, and then I don't think he pulled up any trees when he was on loan at Stilngratz uh, last season, so be very surprised if he is one that's still here. I think he will be moved on, whether it's late in the transfer window in terms of just loaning him out to whoever will take him, because I think that might be the case, unfortunately, but he was here to sort of rebuild his reputation after his time at West Ham, but I can't see that happening. I think he's going to have to move on again. Uh, number 11, a player, another player there's been a lot of speculation about, Leo Labada. Uh, again, if you were to ask us four or five weeks ago, he was the one that a lot of people had he- heard sort of whisperings and there'd been rumours that he might be the one to go. I don't know if Jota uh, going's going to change that. Would Do you expect Labada to still be here and or do you think that he's another one that Celtic might look to cash in on this summer? We can cash in on everybody. I mean, because there's still talks of Hitati maybe going to the Saudis as well. So, um, no, I think Abada has... You know, I think he's quite inconsistent as well, but his numbers have always been phenomenal. The first two seasons for a really young guy has been great. Um, some big derby performances as well. Um so for me, it's a definite keep and again, see if Rodgers can work his magic, see if he can bring even more out of Abada. He's got electric pace, um, he can finish, he can go at players just times, he can go missing a wee bit. But for me, um, aye, a definite keep. Aye, I think I think you're right. As, as I said earlier with Starfield, like, you can't disrupt the squad too much. We've already lost... Uh, Moy and about to lose Jota as, as you say there's rumours about other players as well, I think to lose Jota and Abada in the same sort of transfer window would be really damaging you think about how important they were, especially the first season like that front three uh, Abada, Jota and Kyogo was just phenomenal for us and it's, I know Abada had a lot of appearances off the bench last season and I don't think he ever had a massive run of games in terms of starting but he was Still a massive player, still a massive goal for it. As you say, stats always back him up. Uh, I think, as I say, to lose him and draw in the same transfer window is a real risk. and all we're getting linked with other wingers and that. And you still have guys like Haksabanovic and Dyson Maida uh, about. And even a wee bit, maybe no first-team regulars, but guys like James Forrest there as well. Uh, but I think, I don't know, I, I, I've got a feeling bad I might go. I don't know if... Maybe, maybe Rodgers will convince him uh, if he needs convincing. That's just me speculating. But uh, no, it's 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 going to be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes. Also brought Telio in as well. Uh, so he's an R1 that's going to be challenging for that. And I just don't know if maybe Abada will be happy uh, if he's sitting on the bench as much this upcoming season. Uh, Celtic's number 13 was Aaron Moy. We'll just sort of cover his retirement. It's I think there was a lot of talk towards the end of the season that there was ongoing back issues and uh, disappointing to see Moy uh, retire, but probably what's best for him if he has got, uh, I'd seen uh, somebody we know it says there was a sort of fracture on the back in that as well. It's, it's a player that came in and uh, I know people weren't mad about signing at the time and especially I think 
uh, one of the first games he started was at defeated St Mirren. Uh, but he went on to be a really important player for us last season, Tony. But how would you make Aaron Moy? Oh, disappointed for him. It's obviously it's never nice for any pro to be forced into retirement. I can't imagine that's great for him. I thought he was excellent. Second half of the season, really good. League Cup final, really, really top performance. I think it was him that gives the ball into Hitati for the second when Hitati puts it across for Kyogo. Um, big game at Ibrooks as well. Played his part in setting up the equaliser um, and the dying embers that, that nearly sent us on the way for the title. Um, ah, it's, it's a shame for him. I really, as I say, as a player, I really liked. Um, quite an unassuming guy. I don't think he liked being in the limelight or the the fame that came with being a football player. But very professional. Um, he went through a kind of spell. He scored quite a lot as well. I remember he scored when we all went Easter Road. I think he scored a double. He scored a volley and a, a penalty. Um, Aye, so sad to see him go and wish him all the best, but uh, a really good signing for that season and he leaves a treble winner, so fair fucks to him. Aye, aye, I just echo that. I think that he especially, he's always a completely different player to Tom Rogic, but for him to come in, he just had that bit of class about him where, as you say, at times he just controlled games and there was a few derbies, uh, as you mentioned, the uh, cup game against Rangers that he just he bossed it and sort of calmed it down. And... Uh, Aye, gutted to see him have to retire, but hopefully he does have a long, happy retirement because I think he was a very good player, especially when he came back from the World Cup. I think him and Maeda for about three months were unplayable after that and uh, gutted to see him retire, but I wish him all the best. Uh, number 14 for Celtic is David Turnbull, who after the COVID season where he was a player of the year, like I'd say the first half of Andrew's first season, he was uh, a key player. He played just about every game and then I think he'd done his hamstring and ever since then has sort of struggled to get back in at midfield. It's obviously been a very strong position for us. Uh, is he one that might hang about now under Rodgers and try and get himself back in at midfield or do you think that he'll look to move on after a lack of first team starts? I think I think Brendan will evaluate the whole squad over the next couple of weeks and obviously look at these guys where we're kind of speculating. But for me, Riley's ahead of him, Awata's ahead of him, Hitati's ahead of him, Moy was ahead of him. And I, I'm going to assume we're going to sign at least one midfield player that's going to go in ahead of him. So um, I think he's a good player, but I think he's going to be quite unlucky whereby he's probably not going to get much game time and I think he'll, he'll potentially move on. I think I agree. I think there's a few midfielders ahead of him. His saving grace might be something that disappoints us. I think if you do lose like guys like Hitati and uh, maybe Matt O'Reilly, then maybe Rogers would look to keep him in the uh, squad. Obviously, I don't think Rogers will be looking too much in it, but he's important for that sort of homegrown status as well for the UEFA list. Uh, so I think Tumble's obviously a boy with a lot of talent, but if he wants to move on, I couldn't blame him. I don't think he's he played as much as he would have wanted to the last year and a half and if you get he was a player who basically missed a full season uh, before he joined us after that knee injury so I don't think he'll be wanting to sit on the bench for another year but as you say Rogers might take a look at him and fancy him or uh, the two of them might just agree to move on and uh, try and move somewhere to get first team football for him. Uh, number 15 is Odin Thiago Holm. Uh, obviously, he's just joined, so we're not going to talk about punting him despite some of the support wanting to already. Uh, <laughs> very, 
Friday didn't go for number two, unfortunately, but it was hey, no, he's he's on he's came with a big reputation. What, what do you make of uh, Odin Home? We'll just keep it to the football side of things. Do you think look, I know there's a lot of talk because it was rumoured before Rogers was uh, announced, but Rogers did seem to say that he had worked with the recruitment team and looked at him and did fancy him as well. Do you think he'll be in about the first team? Purely for a football point of view, which we'll keep it purely football. Um, I've kind of, the same way I was under Ange, if the manager is happy and with a signer, then he's looking to make him a part of the squad. I know he's already met him, then it's good by me. Uh, I see somebody in the comments saying we need to be kind of a bit more powerful in Europe, which is 100% correct. I think we need to be more powerful in the Derby games in Scotland as well. I think sometimes we're lacking a bit of physicality. Hopefully he can bring this as well as being able to bring the ball forward. So, yeah, for it's good to get a sign in along with Tilio. So, um, look forward to seeing what he can do uh, irrespective of what he likes in, <laughs> likes in Twitter. <laughs> I think someday he'll maybe he'll, he'll need to get Dembele's agent who controls his, maybe get his agent to watch his say, but fuck, uh, I, I don't know, I'll be interested to see, I think, hopefully he doesn't break his ankle doing one of these backflips that he seems obsessed with doing, I've seen him doing them on the beach and doing them off uh, cliffs, so hopefully he gets a bit, uh, keeps his feet in the ground and uh, Celtic can get the best of him, it'll be interesting to see, obviously he's a young guy, it'll be, He'll be hoping to break into the first team, but uh, you never know. Hopefully, he does come in and just sort of uh, get sets it alight. But number 16, a man out of Pal Andy's favourite player, a couple of games here and there. James McCarthy is his, I think he's still got two years left. Is, is his time going to be cut short or is, is, is he going to be moved on? Some of the signings are just absolutely bizarre. Um... I don't know. I, I mean, there's absolutely, absolutely no point in um, keeping him because he's not going to play. I think, I think when he has played, he's actually been tidy enough. He's been okay. But I thought I spoke about Turnbull been doing the pecking order. He's he's miles miles behind. So if he wants to keep playing, then he can go for it. And um, are you running away with something? I'm just getting better line. All right. <laughs> Don't need this uh, on the podcast. <laughs> that's the professionalism of films <laughs> we'll do. Turn the big lights on. Uh, no, I, th- I think if he wants to keep playing, we should probably just punt him or release him or, or give him a four-year deal. I, I don't know whose idea that was. It doesn't make any financial sense. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. See somebody saying, have you dumped the other three Tims? There's only four of so I don't know who the other three are. I don't know. Uh... It's funny enough, I think actually Rogers tried to sign uh, McCarthy when I think it was 2016, right enough, but uh, ah, yes, I, I can't see him getting in. As you say, I think he's, I've, I've not minded him as much as some. He was obviously vital in that sort of uh, Jack and Marcus late winner at Perth last season. He was the one that uh, sort of took the ball off that St Johnston boy and uh, set up the cross that went in. So uh, I don't know, I'd be surprised if he is there. Another one that I don't know if God he started at Hamilton if you get that homegrown status with him, so maybe he's just sort of kept around for that. But eh, as you say, I think a lot of people think the four-year deal is a waste of money. But that moves us on to number 17, and we spoke about a waste of money. Somebody who might be getting a lot of money is Jota. And as I say, as far as I know, it's not going to announce yet, but it does seem imminent. This is the first time eh, that I've been on to talk about it. 
how mental is it that Jota has went for a drink in a brazen head six weeks ago to now he's apparently off to for 200 grand a week to Saudi Arabia. It's quite mental. I don't think anybody on our, on our podcast anyway blames him for gone, but quite a, a, a bit of an a bit of a mental turnaround. I think um, I think it's just uh, it's absurd. Uh, the money the Saudis have at the moment is unbelievable. I'm just I just thought he was a big brassier bet because of that big bottle, bro. I don't know that though. <laughs> is it? Is he a cab down? I don't know. I, uh, I don't, who knows? I think it's my mirrors in the back end somewhere in Amsterdam window, but. Uh, Darren, Daddy, Tony, the um, Tony and Andy are the original four terms. Uh, just to just to put that out there, and none of are prostitutes. However, if you want to send us money, we're more than happy to take it. Um, two hundred grand a week. Look, if you think I'm ever going to sit and slag somebody, tell them that. Dude, I seen people saying, "Oh, well, he's already a millionaire. He's ruined his career. He's played in Scotland." against fucking dafties. I mean, it's as simple as that. And um, if Jota goes to Saudi and he's there for three years and nets 30 million tax-free, puts it in an account in the middle of nowhere that nobody can reach, and then comes back to Europe to compete, and uh, you never know, maybe when Fika go for him there, he can still do very well at the top level. Maybe in two years' time, the Saudis will be the top level. They're buying whoever they want. They've unlimited money. Won't be long before Sky's over there want to televise games. Won't be long before UEFA looking to bring them into the Champions League. So for me, I don't think it's a step down for them. I think it's a, a league that's going to boom. I know a lot of people are compared to China that nearly died in its arse. I don't, I don't think it's going to be the same way. Um, the Saudis have taken over parts of golf. They've taken over boxing. I think football's next in their hit list. And... If you've got trillions of pounds, I think you can do whatever you like. And I get people obviously very happy with kind of the human right abuses over there, but come on, we're living in Britain. <laughs> we're hardly we're hardly the perfect place. So um I for me, a great two years. He's not a legend or a hero or anything like that, but done his job fantastically well and, and I wish him all the best. I same, I'm no better. I think as you say, I think anybody that's saying they would knock it back unless they've got a much higher moral compass than me, then I'm afraid uh, that aye, I wouldn't be knocking it back either. As you say, he only needs to go there for a year or two and he's absolutely set up. He can enjoy the rest of his career without having to worry about that. It's just it's it's just a fact. Yeah, I think it's different from like I've seen people saying, Oh, it's got to go to the Chinese league where it sort of happens for a bit and then finishes but I think it's completely different these are like government run teams and I think they're just going to keep I think people have said it on Twitter it seems like they've got an unlimited sort of pot of money and unfortunately for us that we, we can't uh, stand in people's way at the end that and if he did you're just going to have a sort of a unhappy player like it would just be ridiculous to sort of stand in his way and I know people are talking about the fee as well I think it looks like it'll be between 25 and 30 million and uh, people won't like you saying it. I know we, uh, people say, oh, you could have got more, but for a player that you brought in a permanent deal for about six and a half million 12 months ago, it's it's good business as well. Like People want us to get to the level of uh, Ajaxes and Benfica and uh, the sort of Red Bull teams in terms of their trading models. We need to start with getting the, these sort of deals consistently and uh, I think eventually it will be a good deal for all parties if we go out and uh, spend the money that we get in. 
Uh, but we'll move on to number 18, Yuki Kobayashi. Uh, only made a few appearances last season, obviously only joined in the winter transfer window. Do you think that he is somebody that will fit the sort of Rogers system? Uh, I, I don't know about you, but the first sort of few games, I was impressed with him. Uh, but I know, include myself in this, but I know at Ibrooks and uh, a few other games towards the end of the season, people weren't convinced. Uh, what's been your initial thoughts in the first six months of UK, and do you think he's got a long-term future? Uh, he came out and played a couple of games in January and said his range of passing was actually really good. Then I think he came on the Scottish Cup quarter-final at Tidecastle and he was really good again. Uh, I think he came on at half-time and he played Starfelt or Vickers, it was one of the two, and he was excellent, really calm, really composed. Then he played at Hearts at Tidecastle when we won the league and he was all over the place. And then at Ibrooks, he gets beat for the second goal and he looks really weak. And I think that, I think people just started writing him off right away. And uh, for me, I was I was quite concerned when I seen that. I thought, lack of physical strength. Um, John Dutton, a great player, beating you in the air uh, to score. So I think he's going to need to go away this pre-season, really work in certain aspects of his game. And then we'll see what Brendan can do. I'm not going to say we should definitely just Boot him out the door. I think um, again, if we've got proof before, Brendan can improve players. I mean, the first two players I would have sold when Rodgers came in was probably Stuart Armstrong, who had a dreadful time under Dyla, and Scott Brown, who had seemed to totally lose his way. What ended up a quadruple treble winner? What ended up a mainstay in the Premier League for quite a few years? So um, no, I'll give him another chance, and hopefully Brendan can can give him a hand and obviously boost his confidence, and hopefully he can physically become a bit more imposed as well. Aye, well there's Mr Positive, Mark Kearney says Kobe Ashe is fucking awful, so uh, we'll see what he, he thinks of him. But, Mark with uh, a sack, Jock Steen, if he was a butcher on the time, <laughs> a sack, Jock Jimmy Johnston put it out the club. Um, <laughs> to be fair, I can, I can understand the point. I, I think he's had a few poor games. We're trying to be diplomatic, Mark. We're trying to give everybody a chance when the new manager come in, but uh, he, he wouldn't be my starting, um, my starting centre-half. Aye, I, I, I tend to agree. I think he started well when he came in, but I've, I don't know, that performance at Ibrooks especially just worried me. And I don't think he'll be sold. I think he'll be kept, but I'll be interesting to see how he does cope under uh, Brendan going forward. Number 19, a guy that I'm a big fan of is Oh, I think that this could be a massive season for him. I know I think it was seven goals he scored uh, since he's come in, but I think his sort of goals to minute ratio is really impressive and dare I say it, I know we spoke about earlier, been desperate to keep Kyo. I think if Kyo goes to go, I think Oh would just sort of slot in there. I think he's showed he's got a natural instinct and uh, very powerful as well, scored, scored a few headers. I think this could be a massive season for O to sort of, I think he'll be, whether Kyo goes there or not, he'll be aiming to sort of get in there as a, a first-choice striker. Do you think that he, he'll see this uh, as an opportunity with Ange away? I'm not saying that, obviously, that's making it as if Kyo was an Ange favourite that just was undroppable. Obviously, that wasn't the case, but do you think that he'll see... Uh, the new managers have a chance to go and really challenge Kyogo for that first, first striker place. I think it's a clean slate for everybody to impress Rodgers and, and get in the team. I, I like Kyogo a lot. I think physically he's very good. Um, I think he gets a bit of a bad rap for some reason. I don't, I don't really know why. I, I think he's a good player. 
Um, I think he's popped up with some really good goals at important times. So <clears throat> for me, it's a definite keep. And um, Rogers seems to like kind of physically strong strikers. Mr. Belly was one of them. Um, but also he can go for pacey players that can get behind like Jamie Vardy. So it'd be interesting to see Owen and Kyogo working together as a as a partnership. But for me, a definite keep. I know definitely. I think that if, especially as uh, people are saying, I think Rogers will get the best out of him, and uh, Michael's saying as well that oh, he's still really young as well, so he's, you're going to get a lot out of him. I think everybody's excited to see what happens with him next season. Uh, next one, number twenty, Cameron Carter-Vickers. I think we just tell everybody that he's injured until one minute past the transfer window and just uh, be done with it. I don't know about you. Phenomenal. What a player. Uh, arguably our most important player. Um, just such a great defender. I don't I don't think there's a Celtic fan out there that would want us to sell him. He would be the one where you would want them to knock back big money for because I don't think you're replacing him, I think. Defensively, he's so good. His passing's very good. Again, I think he's quite an unassuming guy, but... Um, a real warrior, I think you remember that too. He came at Ibrooks, he clattered into about three with him and won the foul. That was just one of the moments where you're right behind him and he's just uh, a great player, scored the winner at Ibrooks for his, his first season. Uh, I thought the three that would have been up for contention for big money moves would have been him, Jota, Hitati. And uh, Jota would be the one I'd have picked to go on. I would rate Hitati and him uh, more important, especially in Europe. I, th- I think you want to keep Vickers 100%. Aye, I think the second half of last season, I was uh, leading the charge for Kyogo to get player of the year, and obviously he did, and everybody was was against it. A lot of people were shouting for Carter Vickers, and I thought Carter Vickers was brilliant, but I didn't really realise how much they uh, were probably right about getting Carter Vickers player of the year until he was out the team, because his friends looked a fucking shambles when uh, he left the team. I think, as you say, he's got so many sort of standout performances at Ibrooks and uh, was obviously kept until that semi-final hand and again same once that was done I think it was essentially Ange saying that the season was done and we were going to go and win the treble and uh, Carter Vickers was allowed to go and get the operation we to be fair he'd probably been needing for months and it shows how well he had been playing like, through that but I definitely just as you say whatever do whatever it takes to keep him and uh, hopefully Rogers just gets on that house and fire with him and just there's not even any uh, worry about losing him in the summer uh, next up, number 23, it's our new Australian, it's Marco Tilio. Uh, as we've been consistent as a podcast for uh, three seasons now, Tony, we don't pretend that we've seen, went out and scouted these guys, we can tell you what their stats are, but uh, another player that's been brought in and appears to fit in the mould, a sort of uh, young player with a lot of potential possibly, uh, similar to home, but uh, what have you made a Tilio signing? I think Unfortunately for, unfortunately for him, it was sort of announced about the same time that Jota was uh, linked with Saudi and sort of people are seeing it as possibly a cheap replacement, but it seems to be one that's been in the works for a few weeks as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't think for Jota, I think a young player that we've identified through this recruitment policy, probably Postacoglu played a, a bit of a bit, uh, he probably had a bit of a say in it, and now Rogers had come in and obviously signed off on it. So I, I don't think he'll be a first team starter. Um, 
still a young guy. I, I don't think this is a direct replacement for Jota. I think um, when it comes to Jota's replacement, I would like to think we'll splash the cash in somebody who's Champions League ready. Don't say this we uh, this uh, William won't uh, be molded into that, but I, I just don't think he's Jota's replacement. But I, I, especially it's easy usually to say the board are cheap and they're trying to find easy ways out, but there's no way Brendan Rodgers has come back up the road to be to be kind of made to look an idiot, don't get the, the big name signings he wants. So I think um, well, if he's in the mode of Paddy Roberts, as Michael the Boy said, then he'll be he'll be a very good player. I love Paddy Roberts, but um, I think I don't think he's a replacement. Aye, I, I think so. And hopefully he comes in and uh, sort of puts some it's up to him and uh, guys at home to go and prove that they're not there just as sort of projects. They can come in there and if they impress Rodgers enough, they'll be in the team and uh, highlights look good. Anybody can look good in highlights. I know uh, there's one of the goals he scored where he travelled about 70 yards, but nobody seemed to tackle him. I don't know if that says much about the Australian League, but literally not one player went near him or tried to tackle him. Uh, but uh, as you say, Paddy Roberts was a fan favourite. I was a massive fan of Paddy Roberts. If he was that sort of type of player, then that's obviously something that Rogers had uh, in his first spell, so you'll, you'll know how to get the best out of him. Uh, but uh, as I say, wingers at Celtic, yeah, all the fans want to be is entertained. That's why Jota was such a fan favourite. That's through the years, yeah. Uh, wingers are all, often fan favourites at Celtic because uh, players, like fans in the stand, just love to see people take on a man and beat them. And uh, Tellio's got the chance to come out and do that. And hopefully he does. It's, uh, we've got a good record with Australians at Celtic and all. Uh, we had a winger a few years ago in Arzani, but he was obviously like, he got injured for a long time and uh, it just didn't work out. But hopefully Tilio is different. Uh, number 24, we've covered him a wee bit already. You spoke about being a fan of him and being ahead. It's Tomoki Awata. I'm sure he is a Celtic player. Like, I've been on Google Translate because I know some people were worried that there had been the announcement that we'd made the loan uh, into a purchase. But every sort of Google Translate seems to confirm that it was a mandatory agreement and so yeah, as far as I'm aware he is still a Celtic player what are you thinking about Tomoki Awata this season Tony? Well I hope so I hope we're not talking about somebody that's not actually a Celtic player but no I, th- I think they've done a few videos on the, the YouTube channel as well with him quite recently so uh, I like him again he came on came on in the League Cup final his first touch he booted it right out of play then he settled in brilliantly the League Cup semi, he came on, the first thing he did was put the ball out of play and then settled fine. Uh, I like him, I thought he was okay at centre-half as well, so uh, I definitely keep once again and hopefully Rodgers can get a bit more out of him. I think he's another one that looks a class act. I know he played a few games at centre-half towards the end of the season, but I think in midfield as well, he looked very good. I think he'll be uh, really important next season and Again, I know I want to come off a season in Japan and just sort of came straight in. I know he, it was towards the end of January he did sort of appear, but I think he's one that uh, we'll be looking to keep and uh, I'd expect him to play a lot more this season. Uh, next one, number 25, Alejandro Bernabe. Another one that sort of divides the support. I know he's got massive fans and then he's got massive doubters in the uh, support. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not a massive fan of him. I, I think he, he looks a bit all over the place and a bit of a liability at times, if you ask me. But uh, again, another one under Rodgers. Do you think he's going to get a clean slate? Or I know there's been rumours as well that we're looking at another left back. I couldn't see another first team left back coming in with 
Taylor and Burnaby there, and if you were to ask me what one of them was likely to get moved on, it wouldn't be Greg Taylor for me. I don't, I don't think he's very good. <laughs> um, I remember we, I think one of the first kind of live videos we done on the YouTube channel, I interviewed the guy, Juan Arango, who was, I think he's a, an Argentinian journalist who lives in LA, and he was speaking about Burnaby and how good he could be in the Champions League. And then I think about a week later, he get up for drink driving. Um, <laughs> no, the drink drive. If you're a drink driver, doesn't mean you're, you're a bad football player. Uh, probably doesn't make you the best person to be driving, but it uh, doesn't make you the best driver. But um, if there's a replacement, then yeah, I, I would probably go for it and sell Burnaby on, unless he's going to come back and really hit the ground running and look to improve because he has been, he's been below standard, I think. I don't I add too much. I completely agree. I think if we can move him on, I wouldn't be against it. Uh, number 26, another one of the forgotten men, Osadi Urugiri. Uh, is he one that might get a new look under uh, Rogers? He's sort of hanging. I believe he's still relatively young and big, powerful defender. Could Rogers look to possibly revitalise his Celtic career? Funny we anecdote about uh, Urugiri. I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember? Yeah, when uh, I was inside Traders, the Gallagate having a drink, and he just signed, and I seen this guy walking about the Gallagate, and I thought, you look lost, and then I shouted his name, and he turned around, and I said to my mate, oh, it's him, and he says, well, how do you know? I says, well, there's no many Ozazis kicked out of the Gallagate, so he ended up, he sat in a drink of water, and he was talking to me, I think he was actually looking for Glasgow Green to watch the Euros, I think England were playing, so he was obviously looking to go there and watch the game, so I remember beating him and thinking, oh, hopefully a big career ahead, I don't know where he is. <laughs> I don't know who we sent him to. Or... He was on loan in Belgium last season. Oh. I, I, I've got absolutely no idea. I mean, he said the direction was pretty shite when I met him, so <laughs> I don't know if that's improved. Um, I don't know. Again, I'm sure Rodgers will evaluate, but I, I, don't, I, don't see the, I don't know what the point signing him was. I don't think Hans ever gave him a chance. and Just a strange signing. Aye. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball out there. I think he'll get game time this season. I think Rogers will like him and I think he'll be in and about the team. There you go. That's my first pre season prediction for twenty three, twenty four that's gonna be ranked, so getting in early. Uh, Didn't the guy have a drink? What are you talking about? number twenty nine, goalkeeper Scott Bain. Uh, I'll be honest, I think he will be kept just because he's one of the homegrown players and it seems to be a keeper thing that if you're happy being a second or third choice, you're sort of kept around for morale. Uh, it, was, it was one of the few players who was actually signed by Rogers. Do you think he'll just sort of stick around for the rest? He obviously recently signed a new deal as well. Gave him a three-year deal, so for me, he's obviously going to be sticking around. I, I wouldn't would play him. Um, I think Segrist is the number two, which makes him the number three. And if he signs somebody else, then that makes him the number four. So... Um, I don't really know why we give him a new deal. I don't know if he's maybe good around the dressing room or something like that, but <clears throat> um, we'll see how it goes. Hi, uh, number 30, Liam Shaw, another forgotten man. I think he was at Morecambe last season and Motherwell the season before that. I, I don't think he's got a future at Celtic. I'm not going to spend too much time. You, get, you disagree? I think he'll be in about the team. 
<laughs> so, uh, again, don't know whether about him uh, next. Hi. Fun, the, the only good thing about him is that I've just clicked his Wikipedia page and his middle name is Darren, so there you go. He's got some redeeming. Uh, keep getting him in there, give him the captaincy. But uh, 31, we spoke about him earlier. Uh, I think Ryan McGinley was in the comments saying that he's wanting to go back to Australia and no back to Australia to stay in Australia and play. Uh, Benjamin Segrist, I, I, I think a lot of people had uh, high, higher hopes than what he produced last season. I know he had a few injuries, but next to any game time, what do you think the future holds for Benjamin Segrist? Yeah, I think we should keep him. I think he should get the cup games. I know Joe Hart seemed to game, um, whereas usually you play your sub keeper in the cup games. So I would give him a couple of give him a couple of games in the cup. See how he goes. Come on, Dan, get that comment up that says you're on glue. I think it's better to say you're on glue if it says glue. Come on, get, flash it up the screen. There um, we go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I don't know. It's it's a weird one. Seagrass was obviously good when he played against us for Dundee United. I think I was surprised he didn't go to the other side of the city when they looked like they were losing their keeper. Obviously, he uh, signed for us, and I don't know. Maybe he will come on, but if he's if he's wanting to move over to Australia to be closer to his girlfriend, then good luck to him. I don't think he'll be massively missed in the squad. Uh, number thirty-three, Matt O'Reilly, another one who that Fabrizio seems to. Like Lincoln Way uh, moves abroad or down south, do you think that he'll still be here? I think a lot of people, myself included, for two three months were only too impressed with O'Reilly, but I think towards the end of the season that he sort of turned me around and was very impressed and I think he finished top of the assist charts as well. Uh, do you think he's one that we, we might look to move, uh, not look to move on, but we will be possibly tested with bids? Potentially be tested with bids. He wants to career, but for a definite keep, I think Brendan would get a lot out of Matt O'Reilly, to be honest. I'd really like to see him stay. I think Rogers can improve his game. I think Rogers is a big pull for people staying. Obviously, Jot is totally different because he's been offered absolutely stupid money. And the club are probably, as soon as somebody offers us £30 million, we're probably encouraging them to go for that kind of money. So, but for O'Reilly, if if a big move comes in for kind of a down south, I, I'd, I'd like to see him stay another season under Rodgers, another crack at the Champions League and see how see how it goes. Aye, I, as I say, I've sort of went through a few phases last season with Riley where I thought a lot of time he flattered to deceive, but I think he is a quality player. And as you say, I, I, I think that's a good point to make about Rodgers. I say it on uh, Four Times a Podcast the other week when we spoke about Rodgers. I think that he's a great manager for like what he's done but at the same time he can say these players like you stay give me 12 more months and uh, I can make you a better player you'll get a better move uh, I've got experience in the Premier League he's obviously knows different managers I'm not saying that he'd he'd go about touting these players to these other managers but it'll be he's, he's one that the players can look at and trust and know that he's been at the highest level down there and he he knows what's required so uh, I think that could be a real telling factor in keeping guys like O'Reilly uh, and so on for another year uh, next up, number 38, the Baldy Genius, Dyson Maeda. It's, uh, and again, another player that seemed to divide the support at first. I think I'd say probably about 90-95% of the fan base are well on side with Maeda now and uh, just sort of know what you get from him and have grown to love it. What, uh, what are you expecting uh, Rogers to get out of Maeda? Hopefully better crossing. Sometimes his crossing's great, sometimes it makes me want to pull this long 
lock of hair right out my skull where he just boots it right out of play. So for me, I think he needs to improve his final ball, but his work rate is unbelievable. Um, he's pressing, he's tackling. Um, yeah, he's, he's so, he was so crucial to that Ange Postacoglu style of play. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. I think... Um, I think he's been great for us. He scored a lot of big goals. I just, I just think his final ball just needs a bit of work. But um, it would be hard to replace his pressing. I don't, I don't know if there's any player out there that presses quite as well as him. No, I think he's a big whatever manager he's under. He's going to be a manager favourite. I think he's just, as you say, massively hard working. He'll press from the front like. Uh, Roger speaks about that as well in terms of aggressively defending and aggressively pressing. I think my is perfect for that. Uh, as you say, he's maybe lacking a wee bit in the final uh, sort of move, like whether that be where he's finishing or he's crossing, especially. I know that's a member in the Champions League. There was a few times uh, that uh, Maida sort of you'd hear the gasp in the crowd just because he'd sort of over, over hit a cross or uh, like I think, uh, missed, a, missed a shot or whatever. But I think he, he's one that I think will definitely stay and I think Rogers will love him. and. I think it's just important that we, uh, we do keep the nucleus of the squad, as I've said. Uh, number 41 for Celtic, Real Hattati. As you say, the sort of the Saudi link, which I believe was kicking about before Jota was sort of rumoured to be going there. That link isn't going away. You've got a few Twitter accounts from Saudi Arabia that are still linking Hattati. Uh, do you expect him to be here in a few weeks' time? I know he's still on his sort of uh, break at the moment because he had some internationals, but as I say, that Saudi Arabia link doesn't seem to be disappearing, and there's a few Tottenham links as well. I would like to keep him, but I think he was great at the Champions League. I think he's a fantastic midfielder. I think his range of passage is excellent. I think he's, um, his control with the ball at his feet is great, and he can shoot, he can score as well. Um, I think I'd read his agent says that he's, his future lies in Europe, so hopefully that means with us for another 12 months at least. Uh, great player, wouldn't want to lose him and Jota, as I say, as I think we're going to lose somebody to the Saudis and let it be Jota and then anything else comes in, let's kind of maybe be a bit more robust and kind of knock it back, so you want to keep the spine of your team with your um, Vickers, Hitati, Kyogo um, so hopefully we can hopefully we can keep them um, but again if they turn it off for thirty million, do a board knock it back? I don't know, but again, that would give they got sixty million. Are they going to just give that to Brendan to reinvest? But depends how aggressive we want to be. Is it a case of right? We're going to sell three, four big, massive players. We're just going to go and reinvest right away. It, it would be quite a dangerous strategy, but it could work wonders. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, definitely. I think he's a brilliant player and uh, again if we want to do something in Europe we, he's the type of player we need to keep it's alright saying well there's rumours we've got to spend upwards of 15-16 but we've got these players that have already had that taste of the Champions League and uh, Hitati at times uh, looked good and looked like he, he would really benefit from uh, like that experience as you say like I think it's a tough one if that money does come because we've, we've spoke about how we couldn't stand the way of Jota but you don't want to set a precedent where these teams can just come and sort of cherry pick who they want and hopefully the uh, as you say Hitati's agents anyway it's to stay in Europe hopefully that's a good sign for us uh, but I, I'd be disappointed if he goes but really disappointed because as I say I think he's a brilliant player but if you were to tell me him or O'Reilly left this summer I wouldn't be surprised and 
I don't know what one it would be. I reckon we could probably command more of a fee for Hattati at the moment, but uh, it remains to be seen. I think that I, I wouldn't be surprised if we are tested again with these Saudi uh, links that, as I said, don't seem to be going away. And sorry, Hattati's agent saying that, but once the offer's sort of put in front of you, I think it maybe would sway your mind. But uh, we'll move on. Number 42, the captain, Cal McGregor. Vital under Rogers the first time is going to be as vital uh, this time round, Tony. Probably even more important because he's the captain, he's the leader. Um, I think Brendan, I listened to a lot of podcasts when it was really strongly uh, linked to Brendan would be the manager of kind of podcasts he's done since leaving Celtic and he's he's continually kind of bigged up uh, Callum McGregor and says how good he was. Let me just read this comment. <clears throat> Evening, lads. You subscribe after Tony's moonlighting in the Boise bus. Talks a lot of sense. Absolutely spot on, Paul. You're right. Thanks very much for tuning in. Um, there's been an hour and five minutes of total sense for me and uh, Darren think that Ozazi Urahidi's got to start for Brendan Rogers. So I'm keeping it going. <laughs> Nah, I, I agree with what he says. I think McGregor, as you say, probably even more important now. Uh, Rogers obviously says that uh, McGregor went and met him in Mallorca as well. So if if he needed proof that the bond was as strong as it was back then, then that's shown him that. And uh, uh, as, I, as I say, McGregor has obviously got to be vital. He seems to have, from what Rogers says, gave, uh, uh, gave, gave Rogers a lowdown on the squad as well. So that could help in that sort of regard as well. As funnily enough, somebody called Danny says big jumper. I think the famous four times jumper is somebody else who isn't here. Who funnily enough, that name Danny is uh, correct for it. But uh, no, be very interesting to see uh, how 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 important McGregor is. I think he's just unfair. I don't expect he'll drop too much, but uh, no, absolutely vital for players that are already there and players who come in in the future as we get a comment here saying the Saudis must be bored with a billions. Wonder how much about cleaners are on. Well, we're not interested in that. As we say, we are interested in how much they want to pay podcast and whether it's Al Ihad or whoever, we'll, we might be changing the name of this YouTube channel if they throw some of that money over here. But uh, until then, we'll move on to Celtics number 49, James Forrest, the man who's getting his testimonial in August against a flag club. Uh, I'm not going to hide it. I've never been a massive fan of Forrest. I appreciate what he's done. He's obviously done it over a long period of time. Uh, Again, I'm not going to spend a bit like Scott Bain. I think he'll be kept just in terms of the sort of homegrown squads and sort of just kept her in the squad. I don't expect him to feature much in the first team. Uh, I think Roger sort of alluded to that in the press conference. He spoke about Forrest possibly being at a different point in his career. Uh, Would you think that a forest sort of impact as well, like under Rogers next season. Fuck off. I don't think he'll have any impact. I don't think he'll play. Um, again, I appreciate he's done very well. Wish him all the best for his testimonial. Hope it, hope it goes well. He gets a good crowd and, and raises money for whatever charities it's for. Um, forest to Saudi, 40 million. I fucking wish. Um, <laughs> just keep him round. He's harmless. That's don't really how it works, but uh, I, th- I think if, if, if an offer came in and we could get him off the wage bill and uh, get a fee for him, then I would take it. I, I don't, again, you talk about pecking orders, Haxabaran, it's Tilly was ahead of him. 
uh, made us ahead of him, Jota's ahead of him, although he'll probably leave. Um, Abada's ahead of him. He's, he's quite low down. I think even Rocco Bat will get more game time than him. But if he fills some kind of quota and it's good for Bernal, then fine, keep him around, why not? Yep. Uh, number 56, Tony Ralston. Uh, I, I, again, we spoke a few, a few players that divide the support. Uh, Ralston, obviously, very important in Ranges' first season, didn't play as much last season. Through a variety of injuries, plus the fact that uh, Iranovic played most of the first half of the season, then Alistair Johnson came in and sort of took over. Uh, he's obviously somebody that uh, Rogers worked with before. Do you think that he'll be sort of kept around the squad? I think so. I think um, he's done enough the last two years to be kept around. Uh, a decent enough backup. I don't think he's Champions League quality, uh, which is a very difficult thing to be. It remains to be seen really whether any of them are Champions League quality, to be totally honest. But I think as a backup, the SPFL and then the Cups and the etc. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to keep him. Yep. Uh, 57, Stephen Welsh, somebody who didn't get much game time last season. Uh, will he be kept around? I think, I don't know about you, I think it's probably best for him if he moves on. He's a player who was, I think he was a Scotland under-21 captain and it's obviously uh, not the, as young as he obviously was. He's still a young player, but at this time of his career, I think he's got to be playing first-team football. He was obviously linked to a variety of loan moves last season as well. Didn't they have him? Uh, do you think he'll be moved on? I think there's still links for him to go to Italy, potentially. I think it's, it's time for him to go on. I don't have against him. I don't think he's a bad player. I just, again... Talking about pecking orders, he's really nowhere near a, a first-team start. But you never know, as I say, Rogers will sit and get through the full squad and decide what he wants to do. Uh, and then the last one I've got in my list is get no number because uh, they gave his number away. It's somebody who was on loan last season. It's Mikey Johnston, who was number 19, but they gave that number to O. Does that sort of lead you to think that he'll be moved on or uh, does he get another chance under Rogers? I think Mikey Johnson was pretty awful when he was playing for us. I, I don't know if that was a confidence issue, but I feel as though somebody get chance after chance. It was just consistently really, really bad. I think he's got ability. That's, that's a terrible thing. I think he has got ability. But I think for him, they'll need to, um, he'll need to do something spectacular pre-season to be given a chance. But um, I just, I don't, I don't know if it's going to work. I think he done okay over in Portugal, but I just... I don't know if it's going to work for him, I'm afraid. I thought you'd have changed your mind since he's now Irish, like you. Uh, I think I've been in Ireland fucking longer than him. <laughs> I was moved here in September, so... Uh, I, will, I think he scored for them against Gibraltar. I think Aye. it was a deflected free kick that fell at his feet. So, <laughs> um, no, I based it on purely footballing reasons as opposed to what country <laughs> played for. I think, I think he'll be moved on, but I think Rogers liked him, so who knows? Aye, be interesting to see. I think it's probably for the best if he moves on. As you say, he's had a lot of chances and something just seemed to go wrong every time that he uh, did get run the team. Obviously, one of our famous ex-managers gave him a, a bit of abuse when he got injured at McDermott Park. And uh, I think that's a famous gift now. And uh, I think that sort of sums it up. I think everything just seems to go wrong for uh, Johnson, unfortunately, as you say, he's been away for a year at Portugal. Maybe he'll come back to pre-season with a point to prove. 
Uh, but I, I don't know. I think it might be a bit like Stephen Welsh. I think it might be better that he moves on and just sort of establishes himself elsewhere. And uh, I best of luck to him. I, I don't wish him uh, any ill will. I just think that a bit like he says about other wingers, there's a bit like Forrest. There's so many guys above him in this sort of pecking order. And unfortunately for him, I think that'll be that for his Celtic career. If we can get a fee or he might be loaned out again, you never know. But uh, aye, that sort of brings us to the end. It was, we've been talking for around an hour, so thank you to anybody that's took the time to watch us. I know it must have been a hard hour listening to us too. Yeah, we've, we've usually got two hours ways and four times, so we can break it up a wee bit. But uh, no, we will be doing a lot more on uh, the Pod Tim's YouTube channel. Uh, well, but if you've got any ideas for episodes that you want us to do, just leave us a wee comment. Let us know what you think about the episode. Uh, all our social media platforms are on the video just below me so if you want to keep up to date make sure you're following them uh, thanks everybody that has taken the time to comment during the video uh, that's why we went live it's just even worse if it was just me and Tony talking rubbish for an hour at least we've got to uh, get your comments in and we'll continue to do that we'll look to do more live streams where we can uh, get some interaction with yourself uh, Tony you get anything to add before we wrap up no, I think next time I'll just I'll be tying my hair up because I feel myself. I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm fucking trying to go like that every two minutes. So I'll be tying my hair up in a ponytail next time so people don't need to see me continually fix my hair. So, uh, but no, I've enjoyed it. It's always good to see the comments. I like when people have a bit of a laugh and give I don't know stick the boot into you and slack how you look. And we had what we had a comparison early on. So I've got the YouTube and my laptop behind me. So I've just been, been reading some of the comments. Ah, it's good to interact with people and um, as I say we'll try and do more of these and see how it goes. I know. I'm the same as you. Everything I thought was going to get slagged tonight. Somehow my mirrors in the background got it. That was. I'll, I'll take that as a win for now because I've I've had a lot worse when we've been on previous live streams elsewhere, but. Uh, no, as as we say, thanks everybody who's took the time to watch us. If you're watching us on the sort of replay, yeah, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next one. And uh, let us know what you think. As I say, I think, what is it these YouTubers say? Like and subscribe and turn that notification bell on and you'll keep up to date with the latest from Poddims. Uh, I know Tony and Kieran had a video discussing the 23-24 fixtures. Uh, so if you've not watched that, go onto our channel and you'll be able to find that there. And uh, I thank you very much and cheers to everybody that took part. Cheers. Bye-bye. <laughs>